Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers, using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like School districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice? curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
a teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, educate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you're here. So today I want to talk about filling my cup. And, you know, I think that this is an important topic for all of us. And I think it is something that is important this time of year. This will get published in, but really kind of all the time. So, you know, my husband and I were having a talk a couple of weeks ago about how life is just like a little bit harder for us, but sometimes we get stuck in the rut, like, oh, life's so hard. Why do they invite us to this place? Or don't people understand that we can't eat out that late or whatever? And, you know, if we just do a simple framework shift and say like, gosh, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to, to be able to see life dissected like this. And we're so lucky that we have Jack, who is so freaking hilarious, and we're so lucky. And if we just do a little framework shift on whatever it is that's stressing us out, man can it ever help. But at the same time, life is complicated and it's hard and it's stressful regardless of whether or not you're raising a kid with a disability or you're working or you've got a parent that's sick or you've got health complications yourself, whatever it is. I mean, life can just simply be overwhelming. And guess what? If it wasn't, it would be super boring. So that right there is a blessing and a gift. But I've really spent a lot of time over the last year to 18 months to just simply fill my cup, to find things that make me happy, to do things that make me happy, to engage in just a little practice of literally enjoying the small things. Now, that's kind of funny because I think a lot of my followers probably have kids with Down syndrome or kids with disabilities, and you can relate to the content over at the website, the, the blog that is called Enjoying the Small Things, which is run by Kelly Hampton. If you don't know it, follow ETST on Instagram. Kelly Hampton is the mom of a child with a disability as well as two other kids and, well, um, Down syndrome to be specific. And She's a photographer and she posts beautiful content and she's very creative. And so the stuff that you find over there is, you know, it, it, it is definitely enlightening and engaging and, and helpful. But that's truly what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to just enjoy the small things. And I want to tell you what an impact it has had. I wear an Apple Watch. I literally, my heart rate has gone down between five and 10 beats per minute. My resting heart rate has. My activity level has increased enough that my watch notified me that my activity level was different. My stand goal has been achieved more in the last year than it has ever. And I am sleeping immensely, immensely better just by doing this little framework shift. So I want to talk to you today, not for very long, because I think what, what works for you is not probably going to be what would work for me and vice versa. So I don't want to 
you know, mansplain to you all of the beautiful things that I find in life. But I, I, I want to spend some time talking about the practice. However, what are some things that have just filled my cup recently? The first one's a big one. And I, before I tell you this, I want you to know that you don't have to do something this big. But for me, what I do about once a year is I try to get away by myself. And what that looks like for me is usually Key West. My family has a house in Key West. It is free for me to stay there. There's an Allegiant flight that's a direct flight out of Cincinnati. So surprisingly, it is affordable for me to get to Key West. And I go down and again, this is kind of surprising. I work. I work like eight to 12 hour days and I exercise. There's a yoga studio I love down there. I take really long walks. I ride my bike everywhere. Sometimes I ride my bike all the way around the island in a big circle. Sometimes I do this paddleboard yoga. I go down and I exercise and I eat and I work and I read and I'm totally by myself. Now, why does that fill my cup? I think I've, I spent a lot of time reflecting on this because I just got back from a trip. I personally have a type A personality. I am a, a recovering perfectionist. I was diagnosed with OCD when I was in college. And I don't think that a lot of those characteristics still, you know, kind of irk me. But at the end of the day, I like things in order. I like things to be under control. I like things to be pretty darn great, if not perfect. You know, our, our brand here is perfectly imperfect. And that is a brand that has been <laughs> designed through a lot of work that I have done on myself, because if I'm being honest, I like things perfect. And so when I go away by myself, I can leave behind all of the things that I think I might have to control at home and just be. The only person I'm answering to is myself. If I'm not super hungry, I go to the grocery store and I get an apple for dinner. If I can't decide between taking a walk to the beach and a walk to, I call it a city walk or a beach walk, I take both. And I did that two weeks ago. If I, you know, don't want to shower before dinner, I don't. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to, to, to take care of anybody else. It is like a hard stop. And for three or four days, the only person that I am caring for is myself. And that has a humongous impact on my level of stress. It's like a stress detox for me. Does it feel selfish at first because of my personality style? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. It feels selfish. But what I realize is that I spend so much time almost like distracted, unnecessarily distracted by all of the things that I have to do for my family that I end up kind of beating myself up. And if I go away on a trip like this where the whole purpose is just to get accomplished what I need to accomplish professionally and personally, you know, whether it's paying bills or it's, you know, reading a book about behavior or whatever it is, I'm down there and I'm doing it and I'm checking it off the list. And that feels good to me. I'm an accomplisher. I'm not staring at, you know, as I sit here at my desk right now, I'm staring at a pair of glasses that needs to be returned a vial that I need to send into the vet of the dog's, you know, situation. She's itching in the background. I apologize. And all of the things. 
the camera battery that needs to be charged. What else am I staring at here? Stuff that needs to go to the basement, stuff that needs to go upstairs, right? I don't stare at that when I'm out of the house. Okay, but like I said, that's a really, really, really big one. Can you just go away for a day? Can you sleep in your bed? You know, can you wake up in your bed? Can you go to sleep in your bed? But can you schedule a day where you go to breakfast? You take yourself to breakfast. Or maybe you even, if, if filling your cup means being with other people, maybe you schedule breakfast or coffee with a friend. And then you go and you exercise in some way. Maybe it's a class. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's yoga in your backyard or in a park. And then maybe you go and you work for a little bit or you walk through antique shops or, you know, go shopping, go to the mall and you don't have anybody to answer to or you're reviewing things with your best friends. Whatever you're doing, you're doing what you want to do. And then lunch and dinner, maybe you do a little spa treatment, like maybe it's a pedicure. Maybe it's actually scheduling something at the spa. Can you get away for an entire day and just do what you want to do? Now, maybe for you that involves a lot of planning. Maybe for you it involves zero planning. Whatever is right for you is right for you because the goal here is to fill your cup, to fill your cup, to get some time to yourself. Now, there's other ways to do this just on the day-to-day basis. And this is what I've really been working on a lot recently. Sometimes I just drive my bus. My bus makes me happy. So I'm going up to get coffee and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take Penny up there. Driving in Penny makes me happy. People wave at me. Uh, Penny, you know, Penny doesn't have a radio. So it's just me and my thoughts. Sometimes I put on, I have a little playlist for Penny. Sometimes I put on some Beach Boys, you know, Just driving around. I have a Volkswagen bus if you don't follow me on Instagram. Sometimes that makes me just feel happy. Sometimes it's literally simply getting a cup of coffee. I really, I've posted this on Instagram. I love to get, uh, I love to parallel park in front of people. And sometimes I'm just feeling like on top of the world and there's a spot to parallel park. And so I will parallel park. And at the little coffee shop and I'll go in and get a a cup of coffee and I just feel like, yeah, I did it. I did it. I parallel parked. I hope somebody noticed. That was awesome. And I go get myself a cup of coffee, just a cup of coffee that I didn't have to make. And a different kind of cup sometimes makes me extra, extra happy. I also will treat myself to a pedicure when I don't need one, but not for the pedicure, for the chair. I'll go and I'll sit in that massage chair and man, does that ever feel good. Last week I went and Jack and I were at the mall for something. Oh, because it was our fall break and that my boys like to go to the Cheesecake Factory and I think it's ridiculously expensive. So it's a, it's a treat for something like fall break. And we didn't go out of town for a million reasons. And so I said, okay, well, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory for lunch. And then Griffin had a call and so we had to let him sit in the car for a second. And so Jack and I were at the mall and he asked to do the little massage chairs. And I said, sure. And I paid for both of them. And then he got up and I was stuck in the massage chair and I had paid for it and he was walking away and it was a whole thing. And I was like, gosh, this is so much better when I get a pedicure by myself. That was, that was a stressful 30 seconds in a massage chair. And I've never really called that stressful, right? It was like the dichotomy 
of getting a pedicure by myself and going to get a massage by myself. Sometimes it's just noticing things. Griffin and I like to sit at the crosswalk at school for just one cycle before he gets out of the car. Uh, I used to drive him to morning practice, and then he and I would sit outside the crosswalk for a second, and we would watch the people that were just about at the end of the crosswalk cycle, like right as the guy's starting to lower his stop sign and walk back towards the curb. There's always two or three people that try to rush into that cycle and they do like a little hop, skip and a run. And it is the cutest, most happy thing in the universe, not from a standpoint of making fun of people, but rather from just finding joy in little things. That little hop skip that people do simply makes me happy. It makes me happy to watch people do that. What else is providing me joy? Zinnias. My zinnias are still blooming and I just love to walk past them every day. Sometimes I don't even have time to cut them and put them in a vase on my desk. We don't have a kitchen table right now because our kitchen's under construction. But just walking past my zinnia gives me great joy. Spending a little bit more time with my dog is giving me joy. We're in this construction project that's turning out to be kind of the entire first floor of our house. And so I need to walk her a little bit more often. I need to spend a little bit more time with her to keep her out of the contractor's hair. And her goofiness has brought me a ton of joy. Finding something to do with Jack has brought me a little bit more joy as his brother has gotten more independent with driving and we and Jack and I are not driving back and forth to practice as often. I He and I are going to swim laps. We're going to shoot baskets. We're going out in the community. He's running errands with me. Today, he and I are just going to go recycle old paint. But he's always funny on these adventures. He's such good company. He's so determined and he's growing up so much and just spending time like tootling around town, as silly as that seems, is really filling my cup recently. Candles. I have never had a candle in my office and um, somebody gave me, my best friend gave me a candle and it says, good times and crazy friends make the best memories. And it's got a funny picture on it. And so I started lighting it and like, man, just walking to my office when it smells good is bringing me so much joy. It's filling my cup. I'm also trying to be really, really deliberate about seeing friends. So inviting friends to lunch, going and buying just a little $12 treat for a friend, thinking about a friend when I'm in a gift shop and noticing that, you know, there's a tea towel that says something funny and and wrapping it up and giving it to a friend that's giving me so much joy. So those are just a couple of ways that I am finding joy in my everyday life and and ways that I am filling my cup. And so what I'd like to challenge you to do today, friends, is to find a couple of ways to fill your cup. Maybe you like the crunch of the fall leaves. Makes me think about how summer's over. But if you don't like it, then do it. Go out and crunch in the fall leaves. Maybe it's, oh, I did yoga outside. On Saturday morning, it was crisp, and and I do enjoy the fall air. And I was going to go for a run, and my body hurt. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do yoga. I love that yoga with Adrienne on YouTube. So I did yoga, kind of outside. Like, I opened my door. I didn't want to go outside, outside, because there's a raccoon that's out around this time of day. But maybe it's doing an exercise class. Maybe it's being outside. Maybe it's painting your nails. 
Maybe it's getting a corner of your house really, really clean and then sitting down and reading. Whatever it is, take some time to fill your cup and see if it helps. See if your heart rate seems to come down. See if your headaches start to go away. See if you sleep better. See if you can accomplish more. See if you're nicer <laughs> to your family. I'm not saying that you're not nice to your family, but sometimes when my cup isn't full, I'm not super nice to my family. See if it helps, friends. I hope you have a great week. I will see you next week. Same time, same place.